Fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, oh, man, I couldn't wait to get down here today. <laughs> couldn't wait to get Myra just prayed a beautiful prayer over us this morning. Uh, we're up and running and rolling here. We're in transition here at uh, Coach Dave Live. I'm in transition. I'm in transition. I just shared with people in, in the pre-show. Look, folks, I don't know whether you're where you're watching. That's one of the things that makes uh, 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 makes what we do here so difficult. People say, Coach, how many people are watching? I say, you know what? I really don't know. They watch on Rumble. They watch on Facebook. They watch on Coach Dave Live. They watch. They don't watch on YouTube because they threw me off. But they're watching on all these different platforms, and I, I and I really don't know. But I know this. I know that our uh, I know that our impact is growing. And I, I know that we're making a difference. And I know that, uh, as I just said before we went on the show, uh, right after Myra's prayer, I said that we're winning. We are so winning. I'm going to show you that this morning. Uh, my heart is light. My, my heart's mixed. I wanted to just weep about 30 minutes ago. I just wanted to weep. Friends, Jesus Christ is the only way. It is our only hope. It's not politics. It's not conservatism. It's not formulas. It's not, it's, it's not any, any of that. And it's like, I, I, I look back on, I look back on what we just went through with uh, the pandemic. And I'm, I'm reminded that at the beginning of the pandemic, the first thing they did, if you remember, maybe the second thing, is they pulled down every medicine that was effective. You remember that? No horse paste, no ivermectin, no hydroxychloroquine. They pulled everything away from us that could possibly cure us. Everything. You with me? You remember that, right? Right? And they gave us the government-mandated cure treatment, which was no treatment at all. It was nothing more than a preventative major, they told us, to try to keep us from getting the sick in the first place. You with me? You with me? And as a result, many people who were sharing the gospel of ivermectin and the gospel of hydroxychloroquine and the gospel of vitamins, the gospel of minerals, the gospel of taking care of yourself, many of those people were shunned and kicked to the curb and said, that stuff is old-fashioned. No, we don't do that. We do this. We take the jab. Yeah, this is it. He is science. We, we do what he tells us to do. And all this other stuff, no, no, no. And as a result, guys like Paul Goslin rise up and Sherry Tenpenny and Carrie Made and all these people out there who are what they're calling alternative medicine. Alternative being what? Something different than the norm. Alternative medicine. And we sat around 
and fought and fought and still fighting with our family members. Still right now, some of you still fighting with your family members who will not take the alternative medicine, right? Amen. Somebody saying amen. 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 And so what's happened to the gospel, the gospel isn't working because we're giving an alternative medicine rather than the gospel, rather than the gospel. And who's guilty of that? How many times have you, me, all of us felt nervous that we might stand in a group and mention the J word, Jesus? We feel ashamed. It's like cutting the cheese in public. It's like wetting your pants. You're going to talk about what? Jesus? Yes, yes or no? Yes or no? Because why? They're doing everything they can to silence the truth. By the way, the truth is the voice of God. And the battle has never changed. The seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. The devil wants to silence the mouth of God. Mouth of truth. The voice of truth. You with me? It's happening everywhere you look. And the reality of it, where we are right now, I don't... Doesn't even matter what your end time theology is. Doesn't matter whether you believe it's a rapture or not a rapture. Doesn't mean pre, post, mid. Doesn't matter if the earth's flat. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And none of that stuff matters. It's all fun. It's all informational. It's all knowledge. But at the end of the day, the question is, what did you do with Christ? That that folks, that, that nothing else matters. You get everything else right, but nothing else matters. And we watched a. We watched a government and a country do everything they could but turn you to the answer. Somebody said amen. Somebody out there say amen. Amen. We see see it going on in our schools. We see it going on in our government. We see it going on in medicine. We see everywhere we look, higher education, entertainment, they are giving us a cure. That's not a cure. They're giving us a treatment that will ultimately kill us. Yes or no? Bingo. If you, hey friends, you don't have to do anything. To go to hell. You, hey, you can ride a roller coaster to hell, but when you come down that final hill and you stop at the exit gate, it don't matter whether the earth is flat or round, and it don't matter if you baptize by submerging or not submerging. It don't matter if it's pre-trib or post-trib or mid-trib. None, ain't none of that stuff matters. Doesn't matter whether or not the communion was really the transubstantiation, really the body and blood of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter whether you speak in tongues or don't speak in tongues. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. All those stuffs are weapons. Weapons are all war. All of it weapons. But the answer and solution to the problem is Jesus Christ, and we will. We are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our pastors have. Our our pastors hole up in their churches. Ask yourself this. Ask yourself this. This stream of consciousness, Holy Spirit stream of consciousness. When's the last time you saw your pastor out on the street, street preaching? Your pastor. Somebody somebody say, Coach, he does it every Saturday. Huh? Can somebody tell me when's the last time? No, 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 no. No. Because they only want to give the medicine to the ones who come to the Drugstore. The drugstore is the church. They come to the drugstore, and the pharmacist hands out cures, and everybody leaves, and they go out into a world that's sick, and nobody knows how to make anybody else sick that well. They don't want to make anybody else well. And the only solution is, oh, come to my pastor. He'll hand out pills to you. You can get some of those pills from my pastor, too. He, does. he In fact, his pills are really sweet. 
Good pastor pills. I'm a, this is a this is a boom, Vinny. This is a boom. Boom. And, and the end result of this is Fricks, Brooks. Only world, one worldview is going to win. Right now, today, where we are today, right now, only one worldview will win. Only one will. No, no, no. I didn't say. I, I didn't say anything about the King of Kings or the Lord of Lords that Jesus is going to win. That's not what I said. I said only one view of the world is going to win. Either homosexuality is okay or it's not. Only one view will win. Bible says, "Can two walk together lest they agree?" Huh? There's only one worldview will win. Either transgenderism will be accepted or it won't. Only one of them is going to win. There ain't no middle ground on it, folks. There ain't no middle ground. And the ones who are supposed, uh, I got there's a rumbling going on. There's a rumbling going on. I want to fire you up here this morning. I'm, listen, I'm just going under the unction. Do me a favor. Chad told me this, my good buddy Chad. He said, ignore the hands. So I'm going to tell you this right now. Don't raise your hand. I'll tell you when you can raise your hand. Otherwise, it distracts me, okay? And I'm on, I'm on a rant here. I'm on a rant. I want you to pull up um, number one. There's a rumbling going on. I'm going to show you this morning. You're going to leave here this morning encouraged, not discouraged. Huh? You're going to leave here encouraged, not discouraged. Go ahead, play this. Listen to these words. Righteousness being restored. Yes, we are. Listen to these words. Mm. Dry bones becoming as flesh. Amen. The days of the harvest. Hallelujah. 
All right, so you can pull that down, Spencer. All right, you get it, right? You get it. You get it. We claim there's no God like Jehovah, yet we don't act like it. We're ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're ashamed of it when it is the power of God unto salvation. It ain't Dr. Fauci. It's not the World Health Organization. It's not government. It's none of that stuff, right? There's no God like Jehovah. And those of us who know that and believe that need to declare that more than ever now, but we are ashamed of that message. Somebody say amen. I'm just telling you the truth. We're ashamed of it. Everywhere we go, and you try to insert the gospel truth into it, and you get rejection and rebellion. Don't bring that here. Don't bring that here. Don't bring that here. Oh, not here. Not here. We don't believe that. No, you believe that other horse crap, and you're teaching it to my kids. I don't believe that stuff. Stop Mm. teaching it. Right? So look, real quickly, Hilliard lawsuit. Hilliard, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I sent you the second one, I think. It says, uh, Hilliard parents, pull that up there real quick. The standalone email. This stuff encourages me. I'm going to encourage you today. We're winning. We are W-I-N-N-I-N-G. We're winning. Oh, don't say, coach, he's winning. I get it. He's winning. Through us, we're winning. We're winning. Can you get that up there for me, Spence? Right here in Hilliard. Jeff Pine, you listening out there? Look at this. The Hilliard Parents, big school district, suburban, west side of Columbus, big one, Yuppieville, big one. Hilliard Parents sued the school district. Yes. Over teaching what? Transgenderism to their kids. They sued the freaking school district. Mm. Finally, finally, those directs, uh, as previously reported, the higher press, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Hilliard City Schools threatened to file a lawsuit in federal court if the district didn't answer direct questions parents asked school officials about policies on sexual conversations with kids at school. They didn't get the answers, so what? They sued the school district. We need more of it. We need more of it. Amen. We need more of it. You will not teach that filth to my children. That's a crime, and we are going to throw you in jail. By the way. That's what John the Baptist would have said. He'd have been right in the middle of that school board meeting saying, thus saith the Lord, we're going to lock your ass up. Huh? Ass is in the Bible. Yes, it is. All right? This encourages me. It's the same thing Jeff Klein's doing up in little podunk nowhere up in Howard, Ohio. Same thing's going on. This kind of stuff's going on all across America. And why is it going on all across America? Because men and women of Christ are beginning to rise up. Now I gotta. I'm heading somewhere this morning. I mean, I mean, it'd be a while for me to open the chat. This is gonna be something for you today. I'm telling you. Uh, bring up for me. No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Bring up number six. Bring up number silver in here today. Are you in here, silver? Yes, sir. Okay, get those pearly, get those pearly tones going here for us, Joe. Joshua one. Now I want to point out something before he gets gone. Okay, are you ready? Now, after the death of Moses, say with me, the servant of the Lord, Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, didn't come to stay, comes to pass, or as I like the Bible, it always comes to pass, it never comes to stay. It came to pass, the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, minister, saying, hey, look, hey, dude, Moses is dead. Next man up. Moses is dead, dude. Next man up. John F. Kennedy's dead. Next man up. You with me? Huh? 
Boom. Next man up, Moses, my servant, is dead. Dude, you get your ass up, sorry, and you go over the Jordan, you and all the people under the land, which I give to them, even to the children of Israel. Hey, dude, Moses is dead. It's your turn now. Go ahead, Joe, verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Hey, Joe, that's pretty big spread, isn't it, brother? <laughs> that's pretty all-inclusive spread. He, he said, it's all yours. I want you to know right now. I want, the Lord said, I want you to know right now, it's all yours. It's all yours. But, <laughs> go, Joe. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the, all the days of thy life. Evidently, men are going to stand before him. Evidently. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Wow. Be strong and of a good courage. Wait a minute, Joe. Wait a minute. Why? I thought he gave it to him. I thought he gave it to him. Why do they have to be strong and of a good courage? Go ahead. Exercise it. <laughs> for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto the fathers, unto their fathers to give them. Only, only, <laughs> only be thou strong and very courageous. Mm. That thou mayest observe to do all according to Joe, 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 you missed it. Observe to do. Observe to do. Not observe, observe to do. Observe to do. I'll say it again. Yeah. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Has it departed out of our mouth? Has it departed out of our mouth or not? Has this book of the law departed out of our mouth? When the Lord said, it shall not depart out of our mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according there to There it is again. Things. There it is. Observe to do. All that is written with written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. What when, Joe? When will he make your way prosperous? When you observe to do? Yes, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. He says, okay, boys, I gave you all that land. It's all yours, but they're going to try to keep you from getting it and you quit listening to them, and you write in your heart what I've told you, and you obey what I told you, and when you do that, this is conditional. If you do that, when you do that, it's all yours, dude. It's all yours. Now, can somebody tell me whether this principle has changed? Hmm? Are we now supposed to say, well, the government owns that? No, we're not, we're not, we are not. can't have that. The government's on there. Uh, Joe Biden's in control of that. Is that really where it is? No, no. Okay, so I, I, stay with me. I know you will. I watched the show last night, blew me away. Absolutely. I, I, went, I went to bed watching, it was three hours. It's three hours. 
Most of you have never heard of a guy named Jason Whitlock. I want you to go ahead and start pulling that up, Spencer. Start getting it ready for me. Jason Whitlock. Um, where is it? You got it there? Uh, yeah, down to bottom, number nine. I'm sorry. Jason Whitlock's a black man. Used to work for ESPN. And uh, he's an outspoken guy. He began to speak out about what was going on. Probably got fired at ESPN. Who knows? But he started a show called Fearless. How, isn't that something? Fearless. <laughs> Fearless, Jason Whitlock, black man sitting right there in the middle. And last night, here's how I know we're winning. Here's how I know the worm is turning. There's rumbling going on like we have never seen and we never understood. I'm going to show you some clips of this because it's crucial that you guys see this. So Jason Whitlock last night had had Senator Ron Johnson on. He had uh, Robert F. Kennedy on. He had uh, 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 basketball stars on. John uh, uh, Stockton was on. He he had all these. It's going to come through sports, Brett. You hearing me out there? Huh? It's going. The the Lord is moving through sports. Why? Amen. Because brave men play sports. Every man who watches a football game on Sunday wishes that was him. More than anything, in the heart of a man, he doesn't want the money. He wants to be victorious. He wants to be Joe Montana. Money follows victory. He knows that. He knows that. And we've been teaching compliant men to comply with evil. And all of a sudden, out of somewhere, out of nowhere, a black man named Jason Whitlock is fearless. And he has been over the last year speaking out against all the stuff we're talking about. The fake racism, the transgenderism, COVID, fake vaccines. When nobody will take it on. Jason Whitlock appears last night on ESPN. By the way, it's Disney. Huh? He walked right into the king's house and he pulled down the emperor's clothes. Boom. Now, this goes on for about three hours. I've just got some selected spots I want you to see. Hey, folks, the entire show last night, the entire show last night, was about the overreaching arm of government, about COVID and the fact that COVID is maiming, make, making people sick. They have heroes on there of people who refuse to bow their knee. They let them speak about why they didn't bow their knee. And they called out the government for overreaching. And are you ready for this? They continually mention the name of Jesus over and over and over and over. I've never seen anything like it. I can't believe ESPN, whoever it is, I cannot believe that YouTube allowed this to be broadcast. Now I'm going to take you through some, uh, we're going to put this in the chat. You Look, if you want to see a, a, an invasion into enemy held, held, ter- held territory, I'm going to put this in the chat and you take time to watch this today and understand this. I I was looking at this. I know you're out there, Brett. I know you're listening out there, Brett. This thing had like 245,000 views just last night. This genie ain't going back in the bottle. Godly 
Christian competitive men are beginning to awaken and arise. Play the first clip. 33 minutes and 40 seconds. Play it at 1.5 speed so that we can get through all this stuff, if you will. 33, go ahead and play it. Jason Wicklots, the black man. The guy sitting beside him is, is uh, my brain just went dead. Go ahead. Got a Senator Johnson on one side of him. And, uh, oh, what's his name? The radio Steve. guy. Come on, help me. What? Steve Dace. Steve Dace on the other side of him. Go ahead, play it. Good morning in America again. Now we're doing X-Files episodes based on the conversation <laughs> we just had. That's what's, that's what's happened. Hey, we're not done with uh, Senator Johnson, but I do want to uh, bring on uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and get a different perspective, a, a little less political perspective. And so we're going to bring on Robert Kennedy. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about, and if you guys watch this show, watch me, you know, this is my favorite sponsor, Preborn. Preborn is has... Change my Hang life. Hang on a minute. Pre-born. Can you believe and those that of you this that have, black man those... is advertising protecting little babies on freaking Disney's ESPN? Go ahead. People are crazy. Life starts in the womb. Belief in life and the belief in the value of life believes starts inside the womb. We got to support babies inside the womb. $28 donation, $140 donation, whatever you can afford. Preborn.com slash Jason or pound 250, say the keyword baby. Support Preborn. Robert Kennedy Jr. uses our imperfection, our sins. Shut up. You you're you can't stand on truth. And if all it was was imperfection, it eliminated us from standing on truth, this would be a very quiet place. I'm trying to be as loud as I can and as transparent as I can to try to inspire other men. We know you're imperfect, you know you're imperfect. God's grace and mercy mercy gives you the right to stand on his truth and to speak that loudly into the culture. We have to do that. You can look around and say, these guys have taken over everything. They own the CDC, the NIH, they got the president. Is transgender surgery for children? Colleges today are nothing but leftists. And- <laughs> conversation we just had. That's what's, that's what's happened. Whoa, what happened hey, there? We're not done with this. Uh, a little farther. Right there. And we know you're in birthday. These guys have taken over everything. They own the CDC, the NIH, they got the president. Is transgender surgery for children? Colleges today are nothing but leftist indoctrination centers working fully against the Bible. What's the alternative? So you're going to stop fighting today and you're going to let the government raise your kids? And you're going to turn around and let them chop off your 12-year-old daughter's breasts and let them sterilize your son and tell him that he's a girl? And you're going to let them make the Bible hate speech? You're the last line of defense here because nobody else is going to do it. And God's going to walk with you. This is literally worth dying for. I'm telling you. So it's like everybody, that's a nice little metaphor. This is it. If there's a hill to die on, this is it. The Overton window has been moved right in front of our children's bedrooms. And there are all types of people that are trying to climb up the ladder. And every good father should be on his post so that when they peek their head up over the, the window sill, you kick the ladder back down, let them know, you move on to the other house because we're not playing that around here. Sometimes just standing up, just saying no, we're not going to do that. Not my marriage, not my kids, not my family, not my community, not my church, not my city. Just declaring that. That's victory enough. In prepping his disciples, he tells Peter, he's like, listen, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. We're going to face some ups and downs in life, and we're not going to always get it together. 
But if we stay on the path, if we stay chasing after, running after Jesus, running after his way, he's even praying for us. Now, I, I like it when you pray for me, Jason and TJ. I appreciate that. But to have Jesus pray for me, that makes me feel pretty good. When you make it through this sifting process, go back and strengthen your brothers. So we all have a responsibility as men. Once he's delivered me through this, I have a responsibility to go back and bring some other folk out. You do a roll call to just let people know you're not alone. Be confident in your positions, and we're going to inspire you. We're going to eat, fellowship, listen to some music. It's going to be the first of many roll calls that we do. So we're looking for soldiers. We're going to put out our best uh, recruiting pictures for soldiers. Amen, dude. Amen. Do you get this, folks? This is secular television. Secular television. Jesus Christ inside the huddle again in the heart of men. Hey, don't, don't you dare. Yes. Don't you miss what's going on. Hang on. I got some more. Got some more stuff. I got to show you from this video. Go to the <clears throat> three minute, three hour, two minute, 50 second mark. You'll see Rachel Maddow's face. Uh, okay. I want to show you this. Yeah. That, start right here. Are you ready? He, they play, Folks, they played this clip last night. They played this. Go ahead. Play it. They're, you're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Now, what really stands out about white anti-vaxxers in particular is that they act like their freedom has been taken taken from them. And they have this weird habit of trying to do that by co-opting the history of actually oppressed people. The, the situation is so clear. The data affirm if you get vaccinated, you are protected, even with the Delta variant, which, by the way, has a greater capacity to spread from person to person. And when you're infected, it has a greater likelihood of giving you serious disease. Some people who are so selfish are saying it's my freedom and I don't want to get vaccinated. I want to do that. OK, fine. But think about someone other than yourself. And if you don't believe that COVID is real and that can, it can affect your health and possibly take your life, don't go to the hospital then. Those were the experts. Uh, the experts uh, were all wrong. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. One more, one more clip, okay? So let's go to the one minute, 51, uh, one hour, 51 minute, 11 second mark. By the way, during this whole thing, they brought in different men. Different men, football players, basketball players, guys who, uh, hey, Brett, your, your friend up there in Buffalo, the woman who wouldn't take the jab, she was on there last night. Uh, hey, by, the, by the way, Christian Revolution helped support her defense, by the way. Uh, yeah, I was there. And so here it is, right in the middle, this guy, I want you to see this clip in here. Because this guy sitting there in that army suit, his name, he's a, uh, his name is Steve Kaplan. Steve Kaplan. He's a man. He's a man. Navy SEAL. Put this at about 1.5. This may be six or seven minutes, folks. But I want you to know, Lord's doing something. The Lord's... We invaded... Enemy hair. Jason Whitlock invaded enemy held territory last night with that J word. How? With that J word. Now, I'm, I, look, I want you to understand this. 
that all the world who's watching sports and loving sports and yada, 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 they bring on this Navy SEAL, this guy who's willing to die at a moment's notice, right? Manly! Boom. And he talks about Jesus. Go ahead and play it. Uh, an American hero, a patriot, uh, has served our country with honor and distinction. Kenny, uh, Steve's here to help talk about what has gone on with the military and what the damage has done to morale, these vaccine mandates, and how th- they're running out. I mean, just think about what type of guy joins the military and then joins the Navy SEAL. That's a rugged, masculine, fearless man. And now they want to inject that group of men with fear and the vaccine and things they don't believe in in order to serve. It's devastated our military. It's, it's devastated the morale. It's changed. Pro- I'll let Steve. Explain. You know what, Steve? I am going to start with you. Right. Uh, John, I'll make you wait. John's the greatest person here, the most accomplished <laughs> person here, the most famous person here. But I'm going to start with Steve Kaplan, a guy that's been in the fire in the mix. I, I can't. They're changing the type of man that would be eligible to join this military with the vaccine and with I don't know if I want to go down this road, but there's the woke politics. I don't know if I want you to go there, but it's just changing who joins the military, who's even eligible to be a Navy SEAL. It just seems to go against the entire personality of the type of guy that would join the military. That's totally true. And uh, we were actually talking last night about it. I think it, culturally, we'll go down a little bit down to woke culture. Um, <clears throat> the type of men that America's producing now are a bunch of wussies, to be blunt about it. And that's broad stroke. There's always outliers. And I think the major problem with that is fatherlessness. Uh, across the Western culture. Steve, really. would you like to host this show? You're, you're, or have you been listening to this show? I talk about this every day. Can right? please? <laughs> All right. Well, there's, there's a lot of studies that have been done in, in, um, in our community, in the SEAL community. Not very many guys are SEALs. It's very few. Uh, so th- there's a lot of studies that universities have done, psychiatrists, psychologists have all done, and over many, many, many years. And they found two common factors among SEALs, and pretty much only two. And again, this is also a broad stroke. There's always outliers. But the two most common things that, that's important uh, or that stick out are they come from really good families with strong fathers that stay together and they're good at chess. And they're good at chess. Oh, really? We're strategic thinkers. Um, that's the two most common things. Hang on a second. What's that? Put it at 1.25. This is worth hearing, and we're going a little too fast here. These with strong fathers that stay together, and they're good at chess. And they're good at chess. Oh, really? We're strategic thinkers. Um, that's the two most common things. Are you on chess.com? What's that? Are you on chess.com? No, because oh. I beat everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I look at the whole situation that's going on right now. We were also talking about this last night. I look at, you know, we, we, we argue very much uh, on the tactical level. If there's anything that I'm an expert in amongst all these great people here, um, and, and I'm truly humbled to be in the presence of such great men and women here, uh, is that I, I see things from a very tactical way. I'm, I'm an expert in, in tactics. Tactics are like I kick that door down over there. Number one guy goes left. Number two guy goes right. Number three guy goes left. Number four guy goes right. These are the words I say. And that's how we move to whatever flow through a house to capture the bad guy or whatever we're doing. It's all tactics. And, and in SEAL community, we argue tactics all the time. What's the best tactics? And I listen to a lot of what's going on, not just even here today, but to just the talk and the chatter goes on amongst like-minded people like ourselves. And all we do is argue tactics and we can win on the tactical level, but the tactical level is the lowest common, that's the lowest level of the pyramid. Above that, you have a strategic level and above that, you have the operational level. And, um, and none of that even matters, but the capstone or the, 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 the top of the pyramid, if you will, is, uh, well, one, you have to define what victory looks like. So we're talking about vaccines, vaccine mandates. We're talking about uh, what it's done in the medical world. The medical world is very much a, a strategic operation. Um, and then, and then you can break that down into, into subcategories and we'll call those tactics. Uh, how do you win in Washington? How do you win in the schools? How do you win in all these different things? Those are all tactics. Uh, the operational level, like in the military, we went Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom. These are big operations with all different pockets of strategic ways of looking at it. And then the tactical level, which is where I usually step in as a SEAL. And that's very much on a, on a, uh, a military mindset. So I look at the world around us from that, from that perspective. And 
the enemy is 10 steps ahead of us. They'll let us win on a tactical level. I'd let us win on a tactical level too. You win that little battle over there, win that little battle over there. But unless we define what victory looks like, what the heck's the point? What does victory look like? And not just on victory day one, what does victory look like on day two and week one and month one and year seven and to my kids and my grandkids, what does victory look like? Then it gives prudence to the actual conversation that we're having on the tactical level. How do we win this? Because on the tactical level, now we've satisfied the strategic uh, arena. And then that, that winning of that strategic arena satisfies the operational arena. And then we define, then we actually walk out our victory. But even then, none of that matters until you define who the bad guy is. You know, a boxer could be a great boxer, but if he's beaten the wind, it's, it's irrelevant. But until he connects with the enemy, nothing matters. So the real question is, is who's the enemy? What does victory look like? As it relates to the as it relates to vaccine, COVID. And COVID? vaccines, have you heard the who's the enemy in your view, or who's who's the well, bad guy? I look at everything from a biblical perspective. I'm a Christian. Um, you should be hosting the show. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking my language. <laughs> and this is a this is a spiritual war. You know, I've faced I've faced a lot of bad guys. Looked them eye to eye. I've seen a lot of evil in this world. Um, but evil's the same. It comes in many different forms. It comes through terrorism. It comes through these stupid government mandates. It's another form of evil. The question is, is who's behind the evil? And I would tell you straight up, it's Satan. And I think the only answer is Jesus. And I mean that not going to church, but I do mean that um, on an individual basis, an actual encounter on a one-on-one basis with God. That changes the person from the inside out. We're talking about trying to change institutions from the outside in, and it's never worked. And fear is the most powerful weapon like, I was a SEAL, right? So we go down range. The guy behind the trigger is the last piece of the puzzle. It's the last piece. But there's so much more that happens before that. We call it preparing the environment. There's a lot of, you know, if, if I kick this door down and try to take out everybody in this room, if everybody's waiting for me, you'd be the best Navy SEAL in the world. doesn't matter. You're dead. The enemy's waiting for you. But if you can cause chaos and confusion and separation in that same room, you think it'd be way better than you combatively. But if I can have people arguing in the corner over there, if I can have people battling it out over here, and they're no longer, un- they're not united, you can have a stinking teenager who doesn't know anything but airsoft come into this room and take everybody out. And that's what I see happening on the bad guy's operational level is how to cause chaos and confusion and division amongst people that would normally stand you know, hand-to-hand, arm-to-arm, um, at least as Americans, to fight whatever the enemy is. But now we're so divided, Republican against Democrat, you know, religious things. Belief in our Constitution has been undermined. We don't even value freedom. That's no. why... Well, that's what it's easier to separate us because we're not. There's certain things about America that were so great that we united around that. They've undermined all confidence and faith in that, and have us divided. Oh, you're white. You got white privilege. Right. I'm black. X, Y, and Z. Oh, your Everything you're saying is your identity is your sexuality or sexual preference, not your identity in God. Those were our founding principles. We're all image bearers of God. Totally. That was our primary identity so i would look across and see Steve okay Chapman. go ahead and cut it oh, off this is, this is so good this is so good right because we use tactics we can't even when i walked out when we were at east knox High, uh, last week when i walked out did we win or did we lose well we don't know because we don't divide, define what victory is right and the victory the ultimately the victory is establishing jesus christ as king of kings and Lord of Lords. That's the victory. And we're winning these little squir- squir- skirmishes with tactics, and we don't even know if we're winning the freaking war or not. They're tying us in knots. And so I'm going to open it up here. 
Here's the point I want you to, uh, here's the take. First of all, put that in the chat so people can walk away from that. Here's what I want you to know. Jesus Christ has invaded sports. This will not go back in the bottle. There are men who will watch this, and every one of these guys in there give a testimony of Jesus Christ. And because of their testimony of Jesus Christ, they are called to fight back against evil. This was broadcast by the enemy. Folks, this is staggering. Paul, come on in. Glad you finally took your show over, Coach. That's <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you know where I come from. I... I'm stubborn. I just, you know, we've been getting uploads from uh, the Holy Spirit, the Christian revolution, all parts. But I can tell you, you're absolutely correct. And in Maine, the front page news is that Mills, our governor, is pushing for abortion at will, any level, doesn't matter, plus it, no co-pays. She, that evil wench is going to just keep pushing. And you're going to see this more and more. They're going to push this crap. Know that we're winning. I have connections in Europe and Middle East and Africa, and we're winning. They're crushing the Muslim uprisings. They're crushing, and Christianity is growing all over the world. But they're not going to tell you here. So, guys. So, Paul. So, Paul. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Whose job is it to oppose Janet Mills and those who want to kill babies? Whose job is it? Coach. Coach. Republicans. Is it I'm the Republicans? I just took a dump on her front lawn, Coach. <laughs> I'm right here in here in her backyard, Coach. Christian men, Christian men, and I'm going to tell you something. The gate's about to be open. The gate is about to be open. There was a deadening blow fired at ESPN and ABC and uh, Disney last night. Friendly fire. That 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 genie ain't going back in the bottle. Telling you, Myra, then Mike. Yes, coach. I feel blessed to come to your show. It's uh, you always have a good report and makes me feel positive and ready to go, coach. In regard to what you said, uh, Victor in Jesus, Deuteronomy 20. When thou goest out to battle against thy enemies and seest horses and chariots and people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Mike McKee. Hey, Coach, uh, with all due respect, Jason Whitlock is with Blaze Network, not ESPN. Thank you. Well, he was. All right, thank you. He got thrown off. So Glenn Beck's shooting that out there, huh? God bless Glenn Beck. God bless Glenn Beck. Amen, amen. Thanks, Mike. Midwest Sign Works. Hey, Spencer. Get pulled up for me. Jesus said that an email said Jesus said Midwest Sign Works. Come on in. Got on. Got to unmute yourself. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. There you Good go. Morning. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, team. I think this you know winning the tactical battle. We're we're picking them up, and the, and the thing uh, it to do is is asking the Lord, what strategic targets do I need to go after in my circle, you know, in my location, who are the key people? And you keep praying that through and be willing to go. Uh, well, like that's that. right. But, but, but we have to identify what is victory. What's victory look like, right? 
Now, look, folk, each, each meeting you go to, each thing that you do could be a step towards the victory. But what's the ultimate victory? That's what we got to keep. That's what. Can I tell you what the victory is? It is the kingdom of God, establishing the kingdom of God, expanding the kingdom oh. of God, the power, the area, the influence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's ultimate victory. Everything else is nothing, man. Amen. It's nothing. Right. Jesus Christ is king and declaring that openly and boldly to everyone. Gina, come on in. Then Randy. I just want to say thank you. This is so hopeful. Thanks, Coach. That's right. They aren't going to show it to you, right? They're not going to show. Do you have any idea how many views this is going to get? It's three hours. Every segment of it was unbelievable. Folks, you have got to go watch this video. It was one of the most. Un- Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Talked about his father and his uncle being killed. The sacrifice they made. What is how devastated his dad was when his brother when JFK was killed? How much it devastated his dad? How he never got back, thought he'd never get back on his feet. And even right now today, he said this, this is powerful. He said this, there are members in the Kennedy family that are mad at him because he keeps bringing this stuff up. And they say every time their name of their dad or their uncle comes up, they weep. He said Ted, Ted Kennedy would not talk about any of that when any of it came up. Ted Kennedy would sob. He would sob. And broken-hearted family. And the, and the pushback Robert F. Kennedy is receiving from within his own family. It's a powerful, it's about 30-minute segment of this thing. You, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Because he said he made, he made, because of the bravery of his father in particular, after his dad, after his uncle was killed, he knew, Bobby Kennedy knew he was next. And never flinched. Never flinched. Move forward. And he said he's had death threats, but he ain't flinching either. Moving forward. Never flinching. Watch this. Take times to watch it. It's unbelievable. Guy after guy after guy after guy. Christian man after Christian man after Christian man after Christian man after Christian man. They let the they opened the barn door last night. Randy, come on in. Hey man, coach. You this is this is what's this is what's happening. Coach, I want to say this. When they took the land, when they went into the land of the giants and, and all that evil, they, they didn't just go to one big group. There was – everywhere they went, there was there was evil. So, you know, it may have been four or five soldiers here, or five or ten here, or whatever there, but they, they, they took them out. They were unified, Coach. Not all of there wasn't a lot of them. There never is nope. a lot of them. Never is. Never is. Coach, and I one nope. more thing. The more the evil pushes right now, the more they're really revealing their self, and the stronger we should be getting. And I think that's what's happening, Coach. Randy, I got invited. I got I've been invited to go out to my buddy Dave. I won't say his last name. Doesn't matter. Out in uh, uh, New Jersey, they invited me out to dress the the, the men to dress their men. I couldn't believe it. Nobody, nobody does that. Nobody does that. I said, did you, did you talk to your pastor, Dave? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I talked to my pastor. Yesterday afternoon, his pastor called me. Had the most unbelievable discussion with his pastor. I said, have you seen what I do? He said, oh, yeah, I've watched, I've watched some of your shows. Our men need to hear that. Our men, our men need to hear that. How rare is that? How rare is that in today's society that a pastor is is confident enough in who he is to say, yeah, bring that wild and crazy guy in here. 
our men need to hear that. Hey, folks, listen, I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn. Your men need to hear me. Your men need, they don't need to hear me. If they can get Robert F. Kennedy, get him. If they can get Jason Whitlock, get him. But they, this message is the message for the day. This message right here that we've been preaching here for six years. This is the message. This is the message of the day. Roger, come on in. Dave, I don't even know what to say. I, um, maybe silence is the best thing for me and others, but um, we've been on this path. I praise God that he's opening additional doors for you and other men on the group. I praise him that lay people are just starting to rise up. Amen. Speak. I praise him that it's just ordinary guys saying enough, enough, enough. I don't know where in the hell the pastors are. I don't care anymore. Neither. Amen. I praise God for whatever he is doing now as he is revealing the only hope. The only hope is in Christ now. And Amen. We have in all avenues of our life, not be afraid to say that. Amen, Roger. It ain't Trump. It ain't Trump. Trump ain't coming back. Second coming of Trump ain't going to save nobody. Amen, Roger. Dave Allison, come on in. And Joe. Yeah, uh, good morning, Coach Corny team. Um, you know, I got thinking about this last night. Uh, churches on Sunday, they have a service. And uh, I got thinking about that service. And really what's happened is the church has evolved just like gas stations. They used to be full service and now they're self-serve. And uh, people go there for their own self-service. And, Amen. Um, Amen. you know, Amen. I was reading Second Timothy, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. Amen. So I'm telling you right now, what happens is what's going on here is you read this, you watch the program last night and coach in that three hours, you got more truth in that three hours and you get 52 weeks in a church. And yep. so that's why people come in here in the morning is in, in 60 minutes, they're going to get more truth here than they're going to get in, in most churches. Now, I'm not condemning all. I'm telling you right now, I've been there I've, and I'll raise my hand and say, I've been part of those fellowships that were, that were having a form of godliness, but denying the power. And, you know, I'm tired of that fellowship, and I want to get out of there, and I, and I want to be <laughs> active in the King of God, and I want to stand up. I want to be a doer of the word, and not just a hearer. So Amen. that's what's going on here. Amen. And you're don't alive, aren't you, Dave? You're Amen. alive, baby. Don't go to a self-serve church. Get the full service, baby. <laughs> self-serve. I like it. Joe Allen, come on, and then Clay. Isn't and then after Clay, the, the, Hang on a second. Go ahead, Joe, then Clay, and then I want to finish up with something. Go ahead, Joe. It is very simple. Three things. Courage, knowledge, and standing up. And fight evil, fight tyranny, like our government's trying to take our Second Amendment away so they can run all over us. Amen. Amen. Courage. Courage. Have not I commanded you? He commanded you. Be strong and very afraid. Be not dismayed. Commanded us. Have not I commanded you? Quit being a sissy. Have I? Hey, don't forget this. Cowards go first. Revelation 21. Huh? The, the uh, um, fearful and unbelieving. The fearful and the unbelieving are the first ones out the door. The fearful and the unbelieving. God hates cowards. Clay. 
Coach, you know how people photobomb? They get in photos and 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 the people don't expect expect them to be there. That's what we need to do. We need to photobomb with Jesus. The other day when I was in uh, Pigeon Forge, had a, 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 a coffee with some people in a restaurant, and they were other Christian patriots. And we were sitting underneath the TV that was real loud, so we had to talk real loud. And so every, we didn't realize it, but everybody in the in place could hear what we were saying. And I had my Coach Dave Live hat on. And I can't tell you, there was probably 10 people that came by our table and told us, thank you for what you're doing. Amen. Praise Jesus. And, and we even had people sit down with us and talk to us. Because, listen, folks, there's nothing more magnetic, attractive to another man than courage. And when they see courage come out of a Christian man rather than Jesus loves you, brother. Oh, Jesus got a wonderful plan for your life. No, no. The message coming out is, hey, Jesus is doing some serious recruiting here for an army. Are you man enough to get in on it? Are you man enough to be part of it? That's what will move the heart of a man. Amen. That's what they see this soft, sissy like like Dave said, have it your way, Christianity. Okay, I got I got it up on the screen. I want to finish with this. Sometimes I'm harsh. Say what you want. I'm direct. I, I don't beat I don't beat around the bush. And yesterday I had a conversation with Myra. Last night I had a conversation with Myra that she's gonna uh, she's not gonna pray in the show anymore. She prayed before the show. And we came to the realization, and she may not like it. She may not like it, but I, it was direct. We had a conversation. I'm the coach. This is how it works. I'm above. So now she has a – just using you, Myra. I'm not talking about you. Using you as an example. It could be Silver. It could be, any, it could be anybody. It could be Joe out there doing the community. It could do whatever. And I said, listen, uh, appreciate what you do. It's all good. But look, listen, understand this. I'm the coach, all right? I call the plays here. And I know when to punt, and I know when to grunt. And I know when to pass, and I know when to do- run a quarterback. I, I make that decision, all right? I run this thing. It's, this is Coach Dave live. It's not Joe Silver live. It's not Mike McKee live. It's not Paul Goslin live. It's Coach Dave live. Coach Dave live is about what I think. You with me? If you don't like it, Amen. then leave. Then leave. But I want to I warn you of this. And the Holy Spirit gave me this this morning, friends. Look, you know, I'm an old football coach, right? What, what, is, what does a football coach do when his best player gets injured? Go let's sit on the bench and suck on his thumb? No, you got to go to the backup. <laughs> you got to get the backup ready. You got to prepare him to do it, right? What is it? What is a? It's happened to me. What happens to a coach when his captain quits? When his captain Leads a, a rebellion, and the captain of the team quits. Does the coach get together and say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and bring everybody back in? I say, "Oh, please, please come back." No, no, no. No, I say, "Listen, he had a brain fart. He pulled a brain muscle. Sorry, we're moving on." And so, if you're out there, and no matter what the part, whatever the role is that you're playing in this thing we call Christianity, or this thing called Coach Dave Live. Do, I, let me tell you something. You're not doing it to, for my approval. You're doing it for the Lord's approval. And if you need my approval, then you better check your heart. 
You better check your heart. If you need my approval or Silver's approval or Paul's approval or Mark's approval, you better check your heart. Amen. And and then I'm going to say this. Reading from the scriptures. This is Matthew. I don't even know where the heck it is. People want to know, where is it, Spencer? John. John 6. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard how Coach Dave had restructured his show, they said, wow, this is hard. Uh, what? Who can hear that? Guy gone. And then they call their friends and say, you believe he's done that? Yeah. And then they start to chat. Yeah, oh, come on. I'm a big boy. When Jesus knew in himself, when Jesus knew in himself, isn't that something? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples were murmuring, he said to them, hey, dudes, this tick you off? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? In other words, dudes, I'm in charge here, right? It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. All the applause. Listen, I don't care how much Paul Goslin tells me what a great guy I am. It don't impact me. I love hearing it, but it don't impact me. All right? All right? Because tomorrow, Paul could be mad and turn against me. Somebody say amen. Amen. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just the, the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they're spirit in their life. You come here, the words that the Holy Spirit speaks on this show are spirit and life. I dare you to say amen. I dare you to say it. Amen. amen. Yep. Amen. But there are some of you who still don't get it, he said. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were. And we're all in. And he knew who was going to be trained. And he said unto them, Therefore I say unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. Whatever skill you have, it's from the Father. It ain't from you. For the time, from that time, many of his disciples went back and didn't join the show anymore. Hang on. And Jesus said unto the twelve, are you guys going to leave too? My word's a little bit too tough for you. My rule's a little bit too tough for you. You leaving next? And Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, where would we go? Where would you go? Where would you go and find this fellowship here where guys elbow each other and kick each other in the shins and pick each other up? Where will you go? Amen. Leave if you want to. Leave. Where are you going? What Simon said? (laughs) He said, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, have not I chosen you guys? I chose you. Holy Spirit chose you to be here. But one of you is the devil. Huh? This is some good stuff. This is some good stuff. Hey, leave if you want. <laughs> Where are you going to go? 
God is doing something beyond what we can even understand. Buckle in, strap yourself down. Let's go for a ride. God bless you. See you tomorrow.